0: Welcome to the Act of Worship Podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones, and continuing in the Psalm Project today with Psalm 58. Psalm 58, it is a psalm of lament. It is titled, To the Choir Master, According to Do Not Destroy, uh, similar to Psalm 57. The same instructions there. It is a mitkam of David. Um, The psalms of lament often contain sections that are curses or uh, imprecations directed against the evil and the unjust. And so the objects of, of the psalmist's scorn here seem to be human rulers, especially unjust judges. Early Christian tradition associated this psalm with the high priest and the Sanhedrin as they condemned Jesus in Matthew 26, 57 through 68. Let me read that real quick. Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered, and Peter was following him at a distance. As far as the courtyard of the high priest and going inside, he sat with the guards to see the end. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus that they might put him to death, but they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last, two came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days." And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so, but I tell you from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. What further witness do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered. He deserves death. Then they spit in his face and struck him and slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ. Who is it that struck you? Uh, obviously, this account represents injustice. And certainly, it was God's plan for that to happen. But it, it, what, Jesus' death... His crucifixion was an unjust punishment. And so here in this Psalm, in Psalm 58, the psalmist uh, focuses on unjust uh, injustice. Let's look at this beginning of verse 1. Do you indeed decree what is right, you gods? Do you judge the children of man uprightly? No, in your hearts you devise wrongs. Your hands deal out violence on earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray from birth, speaking lies. They have venom like the venom of a serpent, like the deaf adder that stops its ear, so that it does not hear the voice of charmers or of the cunning enchanter. O God, break the teeth in their mouths. Tear out the fangs of the young lions, O Lord. Let them vanish like water that runs away. When he aims his arrows, let them be blunted. Let them be like the snail that dissolves into slime, like the stillborn child who never sees the sun. Sooner than your pots can feel the heat of thorns, whether green or ablaze, may he sweep them away. The righteous will rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He will bathe his feet in the blood of the wicked. Mankind will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely there is a God who judges on earth. Very graphic images here. Uh, But you notice the psalmist is rejoicing in the judgment that God will bring. Now, (laughs) this is controversial. If God brings his judgment on people, and it involves a harsh or seemingly harsh punishment, when you think about what we get when we deserve the eternal wrath of God, he lets people live day and day after day after day, and ultimately when he does judge someone, are we to rejoice in that? Well, yes, because God is in control, and because he has willed for that to happen, and because he does let it happen, because he does it when he judges, we should rejoice. Every act of God is worth rejoicing in. In verse verse 1 of chapter 58, do you indeed decree what is right, you gods? The word gods could be used for corrupt judges uh, of this verse, according to the example in Psalm 82.1. You'll see that. So this is not necessarily talking about idols, but it, it is probably talking about judges of the earth, earthly judges or earthly magistrates. Verse 3, the wicked are estranged from the womb. David recognized this of himself, as we just looked at Psalm 51 recently, that I was conceived in sin. All are born with a nature that rebels against God, and this is the meaning of the doctrine of original sin. David here means that the wickedness of evil judges, in particular, extends back to the beginning of their lives. And so, when we look at the things that are wrong in our society now, you know, often we bl- blame it on political reasons. It's, you know, this leader, this Republican, or this Democrat, or whatever it is. Ultimately, human nature is evil. And left to our own devices, we will always make evil decisions and evil choices. So, it doesn't surprise me when we have a corrupt polit- politician. That doesn't surprise me at all left our own devices, we would all be the same. We are conceived in sin. We are sinful from the womb. Verses four and five, they have venom like the venom of a serpent, like the deaf adder that stops its ear so that it does not hear the voice of charmers or of the cunning enchanter. So the psalmist here likens the wicked rulers to snakes. If you remember the story of the fall in Genesis 3, Initiated by the serpent, the serpent told Eve lies. The serpent was evil. And the serpent lied to Adam and Eve, or to Eve first. So David here uses this image of a serpent to discuss evil people these judges that he's speaking about, their words are as distinctive as the venom of a serpent, and they turn a deaf ear to logical arguments and even divine judgments that may be addressed to them. That's a difference in evil and righteousness. When evil hears um, some sort of negativity, when e- when an evil person uh is confronted by righteousness, the evil person turns a deaf ear to that and doesn't listen, like a serpent. Verse seven, when he aims his arrows, let them be blunted. So bring nothing to their evil schemes that seek violence against the the innocent. Verse 10, the righteous will rejoice when he sees the vengeance. Eternity will show that god's judgment of the wicked is just and this judgment will cause rejoicing since the alternative really would be unthinkable and that is heaven populated with god's enemies listen to revelation 16:5 through 6 and i heard the angel in charge of the waters say just as you o holy one who is and who was for you brought these judgments For they have shed blood of of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. So, yes, graphic image. Yes, harsh. But is that what God desires to do? Is that what God wills to do? Absolutely. And it will happen. And God's people will rejoice in that. Because otherwise, as I said, heaven is populated with enemies of God. And eternity with Christ in heaven is reserved for those who choose to worship God and God alone, who are not enemies of God, which we all once were. But for those of us who are people of God now, praise God that he has saved us. We will rejoice when God brings that ultimate judgment. And then in verse 11, mankind will, sh- will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely there is a God who judges on earth. This reward, when the wicked prosper or the righteous suffer, faith is shaken. And the covenant promises of Deuteronomy 28 provide for curses on the wicked and blessings for the righteous. And the last judgment, the final judgment, will set things right again. And my hope and prayer is that we are all on the right side of that. We are all those who are not enemies of God anymore, but we are saved, radically saved from our 100% complete depravity. So here is Psalm 58. I have set this in a minor key. I told someone that this would be make a very good uh, uh, rock song. <laughs> it is just piano though, so just piano and vocals. So here is Psalm 58. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.
1: Your heart you work on righteousness, on earth you weigh out violence from your hands. The wicked are its strange sheep from the womb. These whose sweet lies have wandered since. snake, which does not even hear its charmer's spells. God shatter all their teeth within their mouth, break out the fangs of lions' young So always It green or dry He blows Away The just is glad When he sees vengeance Come And in the wicked's Blood he'll wash His feet Say the righteous surely have reward There surely is a God to